Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Blonde Files podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Laurie, and I'm here to talk all things wellness. From how to achieve optimal health and well-being to the best beauty tips and everything in between, no topic is off limits. I know there's so much information out there, so I'm bringing on expert guests and sharing my own experiences to help you sift through all the wellness stuff without the BS. Enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. I don't think I'll ever do that intro without laughing anymore. It makes me laugh every time because it just is what it is. Um, And I don't think I'll ever change it or come up with anything different. But I have a really fun episode for you today. I have not done a pop culture entertainment episode in so long. And if you guys listen to every episode and you listen to my solo episodes, you probably know that my consumption of pop culture news, entertainment news, definitely changed after being the subject of some of the stories very briefly, albeit last summer. Um, but I just like had this firsthand experience of how the story and people's opinions and everything were so far off base from what was really happening. And it's happened before in the past, but that was like one specific story with like the separation where even though, and we talk about it in this episode, even though there was a statement put out, there was like really no story. It was a big nothing burger, as they say. (laughs) People still like wanted to speculate and make it seem like a certain way. And it was just kind of shitty to be totally honest. So I was like, wow, you know, you really have to take all of this with a grain of salt and remember that there are other people at the end of this. But that said, I do like a little bit of pop culture gossip here and there. I'm an avid Juicy Scoop listener, so I definitely still consume it, I guess. And it can be fun. I think we all need some levity sometimes. And my guest today was so fun to talk to about all of this. I'm talking to Jacques Peterson, aka Unpopular JP. That's his amazing podcast. He's also an entertainment reporter at Daily Mail. So I wanted to uh, hear a little bit of the behind the scenes of what goes on there because also I've been in some Daily Mail articles where I'm like, what? Like, what is happening? Where is all this information coming from? The articles just go on and on and they have, you know, 97 photos to accompany it. It's just funny. So I wanted to hear about how they get stories, their approach to entertainment reporting and journalism. And it was pretty interesting. And then we talk about some pop culture current events. So I had you guys send what you're interested in 
send in on Instagram. And of course, there was a lot of Scandaval, Tom Sandoval and Ariana and Raquel. I don't watch Vanderpump Rules, but somehow I know everything about this, which just shows how prevalent this is right now. We also talked about Gwyneth Paltrow. We talked about her trial and just why people have an issue with her. We talk about the Kardashians and whether they are in their flop era right now and so much more. I think you guys are going to absolutely love Jacques. So please enjoy the episode. Welcome. Oh, hi. (laughs) (laughs) Killing it. (laughs) I liked it. I think we should keep it. I think it's cute. (laughs) Let's just go with it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So so many pop culture things that I want to talk to you about and get some of your takes on. Anna was telling me that we might have some similar perspectives on certain things, but why don't you introduce yourself to the audience first and tell them a little bit about what you do. Hi, I'm Jacques Peterson. I'm from Australia, as you can probably hear from the accent. I'm an editor at the Daily Mail, and I also have a podcast too where I just rant about whatever's on my mind. (laughs) Have you always been into pop culture? Yes, from a young age, although I find I'm more into like random like niche parts of pop culture. So a lot of the kind of trending stuff that people are into doesn't interest me. And then I'm into like the random people, like the freaks. Like I love, and I say freaks with love. I love like Farrah Abraham, like any like hot mess (laughs) stuff she's doing, like people like that. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So a lot of the things that people were into that they sent me are some of the more mainstream. So we can like go over those. But then I also want to get into some of that niche stuff because I think that's really fascinating too. I have to say my consumption of pop culture news changed a little bit after I was very briefly for about four days the story in some of these publications. Like when I separated with my husband last summer, I just kind of got a firsthand look at like how these things work. And we anticipated that there would be some coverage. So we tried to put out a statement so that there wouldn't be any speculation. But still, we saw how like ultimately the media is going to write what they want to write. Certain publications are more dedicated to facts maybe than others and more some others are more sensationalized. So that said, I'd like to ask you about the Daily Mail, as much as you can say about it. Because Daily Mail is entertainment, right? It's very entertaining. Well, yeah, we have two sections. We have like the news section on one side, then we have like the sidebar of shame, which Mm -hmm. is where everyone gets really (laughs) addicted and and keeps clicking through to go, oh, look, Kylie Jenner's gone to this restaurant. What's she wearing? Or, oh, someone's been canceled for like a tweet. What's about, you know, what's Mm -hmm. that about? And here's 107 (laughs) pictures to go along with that So many pictures. (laughs) It's like, I mean, I always knew the Daily Mail before I started working there as the place to get all the pictures. So if there was like a red carpet event, I would always be like, okay, I'm gonna hit up the Daily Mail because I Mm -hmm. know that they're gonna have like 47 pictures of, you know, Zendaya on the red carpet versus... You know, like page six, shout out page six, love page six, but they'll have like one photo, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's very visual for Mm -hmm. sure. It is very visual and they just keep you scrolling through the articles. I remember there was actually an article like years ago that they picked up about me. I think it was about my eating habits or something (laughs) like back when I was doing BBG, Bikini Body Guide. Maybe there was some interest in it because I was with Chuck. And like, so there was that angle as well. But I was like, God, there's so much 
detail in here. <laughs> so many pictures. Like, how did they compile all of this? Yeah, we just padded out. Like, that's kind of what makes Daily Mail different to the other tabloids. Like mm-hmm. I said, like, page six will be very kind of, like, short and to the point. It's like this happened, whereas Daily Mail is like... It's on and on, and then it's all this, like, background, and then it's, like, what you did before, and, <laughs> like, did you have any previous scandals? That's in yeah. there. Like, it's, like, going through, like, someone's whole Wikipedia page for every article. Yes, yes. And to your credit, even though I had a bone to pick with you guys about this, it was in the headline. It's, like, the, his age and my age and his net worth and, like, what I do for a living, you know? It's, like, a Big Bang Theory creator worth $600 million. I was, like, eh, wrong, first of all. <laughs> And then it's like an influencer, you know, 30 or whatever I was at that time. And I was like, I see exactly what you guys are doing. We, all, we always put the age in the headline. That's just a thing. It works. Like people click when they see the age yeah. in the headline, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't judge at all. But so do you write articles? What is your role there? Yeah, I write articles and I edit other people's work and like I find stories. So You know, I'm at the Australian office and I know that like all of our offices are very separate. Like, I mean, we have communication, obviously, but we really kind of do our own thing. So we have offices in London. We have New York, L.A. and Sydney. I'm obviously in the Sydney office. I'm trying to come over to L.A. And uh, yeah, we have like a, I'm sure I can say this. Yeah, we kind of have like a rolling document of like stories to do. So as we get like, you know, photo sets and things coming through and like different things to write up. So I'll go and find stories and over my time there, it's, it's definitely like a skill to find, like I can go through Instagram and I can just see like a comment or something that's been left somewhere and be like, that's a story and see it out all in front of me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I've just been in it so long. Do you have an example of that? Oh oh my God. (laughs) This is an Australian example, but We have this, we have like an influencer in Australia. She's sort of a radio host. And actually, you know what? No, I'll use a different example. I've got a better one. There's this influencer in Australia and they are non-binary. And they're sort of like, I guess the closest thing would be like a Dylan Mulvaney. Because here there's this whole controversy at the moment with Dylan Mulvaney, the TikTok influencer doing the Bud Light endorsement. And before this Dylan Mulvaney controversy we have this influencer in Australia who is non-binary and they did an endorsement with Sea Folly, which is a major swimwear brand. It's like one of Australia's biggest swimwear brands. So they did an endorsement with Sea Folly on International Women's Day. And, you know, this non-binary person was wearing, you know, women's swimwear and, you know, the comments were not great. And that's a story and that turned into like a saga similar to what we're seeing right now with the Dylan Mulvaney thing. We kind of had that month or two ago with the Sea Folly mm-hmm. scandal. So I don't know the Dylan Mulvaney thing. What is that? Oh, okay. So Dylan Mulvaney is a transgender TikTok influencer and she's been a woman for about a year and she started she blew up because she transitioned and then she started doing this thing called 365 Days of Girlhood. So she'll come on and she'll be like, day one of being a woman. Or no, she would say day one of being a girl. And she was pretty controversial from the start because she was a woman for about three days and was like, oh, I've been a woman for three days and I'm just so emotional and like like <laughs> very stereotypical, kind of like a misogynistic representation of women. Uh-huh. And, waving around tampax like obviously you don't need to use tampax girl so she's been 
<laughs> so she's been like very controversial, but she has been embraced by a large portion of media. She's been on the Drew Barrymore show. She's been getting a lot of big endorsements. I mean, she's making millions. I mean, Kate Spade, Olay, Nike, Bud Light did a collaboration with Bud Light where they put Dylan on the can. And then I guess the Bud Light drinkers are a little more like fratty, male, bro-y kind of guys. I was going to say that's a really weird it is. choice. That, it's very strange. And then, you know, Kid Rock was not a fan. Kid, I think Kid Rock went on Instagram and was like shooting cans of Bud Light. Oh, God. <laughs> There's been this huge backlash. And then mm-hmm. they actually, they went and found the new sort of head of marketing at Bud Light. And, you know, she's a millennial female that wanted to make Bud Light's brand more progressive and to appeal to women. So they got Dylan Mulvaney to do this. So that's been a whole thing. And now apparently they've lost like $5 billion in like market share wow. because the backlash is so bad. Yeah. That's a little bit of like a, a misstep, I think, on the I know. On well, their part, not not the choice itself, but just like as, from a branding perspective, you know, it's just so opposite of what their demographic is. I I felt like so they said they wanted this head of marketing. She said, you know, we need to diversify. We need to be more progressive. We need to reach more women. And I'm like, well, get Sydney like baby steps. Yeah, <laughs> get Sydney Sweeney. Sydney Sweeney's like cool. She's on Euphoria. Young yes. people like her. She's hot. She's blonde. You know, she's sexy. Mm -hmm. Do a Sydney Sweeney campaign. Like the Dylan Mulvaney campaign. I don't know. That's a big swing. (laughs) A really big swing. And a mess. Yeah. And I mean, that's everywhere, though. But it's funny because now Dylan is like every Daily Mail story. Dylan Mulvaney, every New York Post story. Like Mm -hmm. I got here a week ago. I was telling you before I don't have my phone because I lost it in Fiji. Long story. But now I'm reading like newspapers because I can't scroll through my phone. I picked up the New York Post. Dylan Mulvaney's on the cover. And Dylan Mulvaney, before the blowing up on TikTok, had been trying to be famous for a long time and doing different things to be famous. And now, you know, their names up in lights are on the the hottest topic out there. So I think Dylan got what she wanted. Yeah, I was going to say, so interesting now, like the the many routes that people can take to fame. I love to go see my trainer and go to in-person Pilates classes, but oftentimes, especially during the week, I just don't have the two to three hours that it takes out of my day to go drive there, do the class or the training session, drive back. It can be really time consuming. And so it's really important for me to have a great on-demand wellness platform that I can rely on that has variety and really amazing classes. And Aloe Moves is my absolute favorite. So it is a streaming on-demand wellness platform. They have yoga practices, they have fitness routines, meditation sessions, and so much more from one of my favorite brands, obviously, Aloe Yoga. Honestly, people ask me all the time which app or platform I recommend. And this I think is the absolute best. It's so streamlined. There's so much variety. So there's really something for everybody, whether you are beginner or advanced, you can do yoga to bar to Pilates. I love their Pilates classes. They have cardio and hit classes, which I love when I have a ton of energy. But I really appreciate that they also have like wellness and self-care things. So they have sound baths, which are amazing and breath work. So there's really more than just 
fitness to aloe moves they even also have like gua sha and dry brushing and face yoga and nutrition classes and so much more so they really are just the most comprehensive wellness platform that's out there. They have tons of fresh content. There's over 100 new classes added every month, and there are over 3,000 classes for every level, beginner to advanced. So definitely, if you are looking for a new wellness and fitness platform, definitely get Allo Moves, especially like I've been talking about summer coming up. I know a lot of people are traveling and their schedules get all over the place. This is the best way that you can stay connected to your wellness and your fitness and all of that. So it's not just me that is loving Allo Moves. It was voted best wellness app of 2022 by InStyle Magazine and best yoga app of 2023 by Women's Health. So for a limited time, Aloe Moves is offering my listeners a free 30-day trial plus, get this, 50% off an annual membership. But you can only get it by going to alomoves.com and use the code BLONDE in all caps. So that's alomoves.com and all caps code BLONDE to get a free 30-day trial plus 50% off an annual membership. Alomoves.com and the code is BLONDE in all caps. So let's be real. When was the last time you enjoyed drinking plain water? And for those of you who can remember, was it the taste or was it because you were a little thirsty and thought, well, this is good enough for me, I guess? We all know how important it is to drink enough water and the benefits are undeniable, better skin, a clearer mind, the list goes on. But I totally get it. Hitting your recommended daily amount of water can be tough, especially when most tasty drinks are full of sugar and who knows what else fulfill our cravings. Luckily, now you don't have to choose between hydration and taste. You can have both with Air Up. Air Up is a new drinking system that allows you to experience flavored water through scent. Science calls this experience retronasal smell, which is essentially using your sense of smell to taste. The Air Up drinking system requires just two things, an Air Up bottle and a flavor pod. Honestly, it makes getting your daily amount of water so much easier. There are loads of flavors to pick from like watermelon, peach, cherry, and many more. So you won't have to choose between proper hydration or flavor anymore because now you can have the best of both, all thanks to the power of retronasal smell and air up. Say goodbye to plain water and start your scent-flavored hydration journey today with Air Up by clicking the Air Up link in the description. Has it changed? I mean, I would imagine it's changed the tabloid industry so much or the journalism industry as a whole, because even back like when I was reading In Touch and Us and all that, that's where you got your celebrity news. That's where you got your pop culture and everything. And you know, all the pictures of Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie on Robertson. And I'm sure that was a big business. And now you get all of that on Instagram and TikTok. So how has that changed the industry for you? Well, there's not as many gatekeepers because, I mean, it's like with all media. Like, I mean, you have a hit podcast, whereas pre-podcasting, you would have had to have been accepted by like a network mm -hmm. and go through all of these things. Whereas now you can just like 
go on TikTok and go, hey, I've come up with this great idea, 365 days of girlhood, whatever it is, or I'm going to show you how I got my bikini body or whatever. And you can build like a following. I'm going to come up here and do like political rants on Instagram. And there are ways to like kind of bypass that. Whereas I felt like there are a lot more gatekeepers before and it was Mm -hmm. sort of like, has the studio chosen you? Do you have a network behind you? Did you get on a TV show? You know, so I feel like it's a little more equal now, which Mm -hmm. I like. Mm -hmm. I think that's better to just sort of give everyone a shot of getting famous. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We have a whole new subset of celebrities. They're all working overnight. (laughs) They're all working an angle though. Like that's Mm -hmm. from being in media for so long now, I can just see when everyone's doing an act, Mm -hmm. like whatever it is, I'm like, they've totally planned this out. (laughs) This is like a whole thing that they know they're doing in steps. Like, And I see people like falling for it all the time. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. this is fake. Like, don't you realize like this is not real? (laughs) What do I need to do to get overnight famous? You can't do a sex tape anymore because nobody cares. Yeah, because of OnlyFans. Like, (laughs) if you cheated on Chuck, that would get you. Because if you look at like the Scandival with like Raquel and Tom Sandoval and stuff, that's like going crazy. Mm -hmm. But I feel like nobody cares. I mean, it's not like we're... (laughs) I don't know. No, I think people would care. I don't know. Cheat on him and then ask for some ridiculous divorce settlement that's like way beyond like Uh what it should actually be. (laughs) Like just ask for all of it. Okay. And be like the gold digger. Mm. Because that would be easy because they said they put your age in the headline. Oh, my God. The young blonde like, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's why we knew, I think, like prior to the separation last summer, Like there are people from TMZ who sit at the courthouse in L.A. I don't know how it is in Australia, but, you know, who sit there and wait for anybody notable to file for divorce because that's public. And we knew because of the financial aspect of it and because of the age difference, those two things are very juicy. So we're like, even though there's a nothing story here, you know, like at the time we just felt like we were in different places. People are going to try to make it a story because that is I don't know. Yeah. For lack of a better word, juicy. (laughs) You were smart, I think, to put out the statement because you want to kind of get ahead of it. You don't Mm want to let the tabloids and everything run. Because if they don't know, if you're not giving them anything, Mm -hmm. they are going to like dissect Instagram comments. And I mean, now we have all of these. Everyone is like a reporter now on TikTok and stuff. You know, the Mm -hmm. floating head people that are like breaking news. (laughs) And, you know, it only takes one of those to go viral and that can just be full of like bullshit and misinformation. Mm -hmm. But that could be the thing that gets picked up. So I -hmm. think it's good to kind of get ahead of it. Although I will say sometimes it's better not to comment because sometimes we'll have a story and it could be something a little salacious and you know like at daily mail we have to go through like legal department and everything to make sure it's like not defamatory and it's okay and have you gone for comment that's why i kind of hate what demar does that's a sidebar but anyway we have to go through all these like checks and balances before we do a story and Mm -hmm. sometimes it'll be like well you can't run that unless they give you a comment to go like unless they've responded to it because Hmm. then so then you can run it on their comment of like you know, Ariel like responds to claims that she cheated on Chuck, but then it's like, if you don't comment, we wouldn't be able to run it because it's sort of defamatory. Right. (laughs) So sometimes you don't want to comment. Interesting. Well, yeah. So we put, not to make this whole thing about (laughs) us, but we put the statement out. We had somebody at Hollywood Reporter who was going to break it before TMZ. And then that didn't happen. TMZ got it first and they didn't have the statement. And I was like, wait, 
fuck what <laughs> and then people called me for comment and I didn't comment on anything and then and it was like a Friday afternoon 4:45 by Monday it was like a nothing story although yeah. Anna saw people on Reddit who were like I saw her on a Vespa in Rome holding this guy's waist a little too tight. And I was like, oh my God. Reddit is such a cesspool. <laughs> I hate it. They're just this fucking psychos on Reddit. Yeah. And they just dissect everything. It's like, get a fucking job. Like yeah. <laughs> the shit that I see them going over and obsessing over, I'm like, you guys I found are just- it so flattering. <laughs> Even though everything is negative about me, I'm like, this is amazing. Like, this is how anybody well, is spending their time. You know, the, the downside now, I think, is with like the TikTokification of media and the like demoise and everything mm-hmm. before it would just go through the tabloids. Now you've got to have like 10,000 people like analyze it to death for content on all of their social media pages. So mm-hmm. it's like it will get picked apart. Like people that, that don't have any experience in this, they don't know how to like tell fake news from like a real story. So they just, they're going to see a comment on Reddit. They're going to see the comment that you said about, oh, she was holding some guy. Then it's going to come up on TikTok. To, she might have 3 million followers, this person. Oh, my God. Ariel was seen, like, making out with this guy at a bookstore. And yes. it's just going to, like, catch fire. It's like fire. telephone. It is. And it's like whoever has the most followers and whatever goes the most viral and whoever's the loudest, like, that gets interpreted as truth yep. by the consumer, which is crazy. A hundred percent. Absolutely crazy. Okay, so... I had people send in pop culture stories that they're interested in. Obviously, you mentioned the Scandaval. Yeah. I have to say, I don't watch Vanderpump Rules, so I'm like the worst person to talk about it. But I would love to hear your take. I couldn't believe people are still interested in because even though I don't watch it, it's all I've seen and heard about. But you have a different take than most people. Well... I'm coming around a little bit more. So originally <laughs> I was kind of team Tom and Raquel just because I'm like, all of these people are such fucking hypocrites. Like if you've watched the show from the beginning, like I have, they've all had affairs. They've all literally every single person, they've all done it. So I'm like, I'm not condoning what Tom and Raquel did, but I'm like, for you guys to be the ones pointing fingers with your history and Again, like I can see they're all using it for content. They're using it for a storyline. They're like, fuck yes. Look, this story's blowing up in the media. It's made Vanderpump Rules like relevant again. Like that show before this was on its last legs. The season that had last season was like, it was unwatchable. Like I stopped watching it and I'd watched every other season. It was going down the tubes. They fired like all the best people from the show because they all got canceled during, you know, COVID and BLM and everything. So they fired half the cast. It was a mess. Now the show is like on fire again. So Every current and former cast member is just latching onto this and they're on like the, you know, the outrage bandwagon and everything. So I kind of was like, leave them alone. <laughs> like <laughs> you guys have done this too. And I think we all could tell that Tom and Ariana's relationship was not the strongest. Like mm-hmm. he wanted to get married and she didn't. She seemed depressed. He wanted to get married and she yeah, didn't. Yeah, she was very... Well, she's sort of very progressive and kind of very liberal. And I think she didn't sort of want to do the kids and the marriage. And I think she saw it as like patriarchal and he Mm -hmm. kind of wanted to settle down more. Also, like she's more introverted than him. He's more extroverted. It was just like you could kind of see the Mm -hmm. writing on the wall. But then he just went on Howie Mandel's podcast, which I was like, this is so random. He's breaking his silence there. But then if you listen to the interview, he seems to be friends with Howie. And Howie's like, you've done nothing wrong. Like, I can't. It's like, okay. He's <laughs> don't, I mean, I'd be nice to Tom Sandoval, but I don't give him like that much of a pass. But 
It just sounds like Tom had a midlife crisis, like any typical guy. He's turned 40. The show was sort of winding down. He said on the podcast, I felt like my best years were behind me. Mm. We weren't having sex. It was just all the typical stuff. And then I met this like younger, cute girl that's totally into me. Sex is great. It's exciting. We're sneaking around. It's just like a classic like midlife crisis kind of story. Mm -hmm. Why do you think he didn't just end his relationship though? Well, he said on the podcast that basically that Ariana was like threatening self-harm, like threatening all this, if you leave me. Do you believe that? Yeah, I do. Really? Um, yeah. Okay, so I don't watch, so I don't know, like, their personalities, really. I I totally think it's true. She said she was going to... I mean, they had a brand together as well. So, you know, they had, like, this some kind of cocktail business together and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And she was also saying, I'm going to quit the show. I'm going to quit social media. And then he started... They started going to couples therapy, and he was trying to break up with her via the therapy. Listening to the interview, he still wasn't clear enough with her at all, but... I don't think she made it easy. You know, mm-hmm. like, I it, I mean, he said that she punched him. So when he tried to break up with her or something. So I do think there was some kind of like emotional blackmail in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's like complicated. That's why I, from the beginning, I'm like, I'm not going to take a black and white approach with this like everyone else is. I'm not going to get on this outrage bandwagon because mm-hmm. there's always two sides to the story. And, you know. <laughs> and people get so triggered and so just upset by other people cheating in their relationships and everything. And it's like, I I just don't think anybody can judge like until they're in a situation themselves. Mm. Like people do it all the time. It doesn't make it right. But like, unless you're in that relationship, you don't really know like what the dynamic was. And that's not to justify it or anything. And like, who's to say like she yeah. was really doing that and he was right. And it sounds a little like blamey yeah. from him. <laughs> but I just think people like love to feel morally superior to other people. And it's like, well, you might do it too. So like, well, get off your the, high horse. That's the thing that usually, I mean, of course, there's definitely some cheating things where it's totally black and white and yeah. the guy's, you know, like a sociopath or whatever for sure. But a lot of time, like there's a lot of gray area in life. Mm. Things are complicated. It's not, you know, sometimes they can be like wrong on both sides. Mm-hmm. And also, I haven't thrown so much of a pity party for Ariana because it's like, you know, when I look at it from the media perspective, everyone fucking loves her now. Yeah. Like the rumor is she's on Dancing with the Stars next, like coming up. Apparently she's booked that. She booked a movie role in, like a, in a Lifetime movie oh. or something. Her followers have gone up hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like mm-hmm. and Endorsements. I'm yeah. Sure. Endo- oh, my God. She's getting endorsement deals and stuff. And like her... On the show, like right before this happened, she was getting so boring. She wasn't bringing anything to the show. Like when this season started, I was watched the first few episodes. I'm like, why is Ariana still like a full-time cast member? She's not doing anything. And now she's the most beloved person. So I'm like, (laughs) and I also think that I don't think Tom's the greatest person to date. And I feel like, you know what? Good. You both got out of this. I don't think his relationship with Raquel will last just because it is so midlife crisis-y. But Mm -hmm. I think she'll meet the right person. Mm -hmm. And her career is going to be on fire now and like good for her. I'm happy Mm -hmm. for her. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like sometimes people, especially in long relationships like that, feel paralyzed Mm -hmm. and they don't know how to leave. And, you know, it sounds like it wasn't really working for either of them. And, you know, unfortunate if people, not if, but unfortunate that people got hurt. But it's like, yeah, it will probably work out for the best. And yeah, I didn't know who any of these people were two weeks ago or three weeks ago or whatever. And now it's all I see. So, 
good for them. I I know you know Heather McDonald, right? Oh, love Heather McDonald. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember what her take was on their relationship, but she also said like the only way that Tom and Raquel can redeem themselves is if they stay together. They have a baby because if they have a baby, then everyone's like, okay, well, (laughs) what do you think about that? Oh, yeah, I totally agree. But I'm also... I'm already seeing comments that are leaning a little bit more to his side. Like it's gone from the first couple of weeks, it was like a full on witch hunt as well. Like I do a lot of Bravo commentary and I kind of had to step back because I'm like these fans, it's like they're just these Reddit psychos that are just Mm -hmm. obsessed with everything. And then also I feel like because I work in media and like I know the housewives and people like that and I know the behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're like raging about some fake shit that's like just reality TV. It's not real. Like, mm. I'm just like, this is too much. But mm. people are starting to shift again back to like Tom and Raquel and they're seeing the hypocrisy and they're sort of getting a bit exhausted by because they can see that all these other people are using it for a storyline too. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, getting on the outrage bandwagon and people are going, okay, we've watched the show for years. We all know that you guys cheated. You were a mistress. You were this. You were that. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole Lala. I mean, <laughs> I think Leah, Lala knew about Randall, in my opinion, allegedly. That's just my opinion. Interesting. Um, Say pretend- more about that. Well, I mean, do you, do you know a little bit about it? Her- a little bit, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Well, the thing is, before they split, there was a story in The Hollywood Reporter about Randall Emmett's film company mm-hmm. and how dodgy, allegedly, it was and where he was getting the money from. Like, it painted, like, a very shady picture of him and... He was like casting Lala in all of his films and they were always together. So I'm like, okay, if the Hollywood Reporter knew that he was dodgy and I read it and I talked about it on my podcast and you're in all of his movies and now suddenly once it all breaks, she's like, oh my God, I didn't know anything. I'm finding out that I thought he was such an honorable man. I'm like, girl, and she's not stupid. Like Mm -hmm. she, I mean, she was like a yacht girl before. She admitted it. Like she... I think she, well, I think her first interview on Juicy Scoop, Heather McDonald's podcast, she talked about like the yacht. I mean, she came from Utah, came to LA, hot girl in LA, mm-hmm. hit the yacht circuit. I think with, I did hear that one too. Got with a, you know, hotshot producer that put her in movies, got away on a TV show. And then she's just like, takes the moral high ground over everything all the time. And it's like, girl, you are not the one to be like pointing the finger. Come on. <laughs> There's a lot of people in Hollywood like that. Mm. <laughs> I think a lot of people do what they need to do to get where they want to get, whether sure. that's right or wrong. It's so different to Australia because yeah. we're just not like that in Australia. Even, even when I was in Vegas the other day and stuff, like I always hear people like just talking business here. Like you're in a cafe and someone's talking about meeting like sales quotas or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. the work never stops. <laughs> and in Australia, like that's just, it's just not like that. Like, yeah, just, so why do you want to move here? <laughs> I just think it's fun. I mean, like it's a dump. It's beautiful, but it's a dump <laughs> in LA. I mean, it's literally yeah. covered in shit. There's shit <laughs> everywhere. Like it's crazy because everyone has a dog mm-hmm. and I guess no one's picking up their dog shit. I mean, it's smeared on the <laughs> fucking sidewalk. It's crazy. I'm like, Australia would never. Australia's like so beautiful, but it's also like, it is stunning here. Like the houses are really beautiful in certain mm-hmm. areas. I love like, you know, where I'm staying in WeHo at the moment, I can just like walk to Runyon Canyon and go for a hike, like a walking distance. It's beautiful. There's so many like fun things here. There's so much like music. I don't know. It's just like, mm-hmm. it's cool. I like, like the it. culture of it. Yeah. Australia was always a bit boring for me. Mm-hmm. 
with spring and summer and travel season upon us, I want to let you guys in on one of my favorite hacks that is going to make your life so simple and can also help improve your health at the same time. So you know that I always start my day with AG1 from Athletic Greens. I have for a couple years now, but I absolutely love it for traveling. And this is why. So I actually started taking it mainly for my gut health. It actually came to be because the founder had a lot of gut issues, was taking so many supplements and nothing was helping. And so Athletic Greens was born out of that. So that's why I started taking it. It has so many prebiotics, probiotics. It also has vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients. So it's like all of these essential supplements all wrapped into one scoop and they come in travel packs as well. So when I'm traveling, especially if I'm going somewhere international, but even if I'm just like going to New York or Florida or wherever, it's the best thing to pack with me because I don't have to pack tons of supplements and it doesn't take up any room and I can drink it first thing in the morning and just know that I have all of my bases covered. So like I said, it helps with gut health. It also delivers benefits like mood, immune system, and sleep support. Another thing that you definitely want when you're traveling, sustained energy, and so much more. So if you want to take ownership of your health, today is a great time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash blonde files. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash blonde files. Check it out. Years ago, my nutritionist taught me about the second meal phenomenon, which I'm going to probably butcher this a little bit, but basically he was saying that my blood sugar in the morning was largely going to determine my blood sugar and thus determine my cravings and appetite and all of that in the second half of the day. So he really stressed the importance of keeping my blood sugar balanced in the morning. Now, you guys know that my favorite thing in the world is my morning matcha, and I just don't like to do artificial sweeteners. I like to add some maple syrup, and I make it with macadamia milk, so I do have some healthy fats in there as well, but the maple syrup can tend to spike blood sugar a little bit. So what I do to counteract this is I have a handful of macadamia nuts. This is my thing matcha and macadamia nuts in the morning. And I'll tell you why I like macadamia over other nuts. It is the lowest carb nut. It has more healthy fat than even avocado. And it's rich in the rare omega-7s that no other oil or nut has. So macadamia benefits are totally unique. The properties of macadamia nuts obviously don't spike your glucose levels, but they can also help to reduce inflammation and promote collagen production. So I am all in on this. My favorite, obviously, are House of Macadamias. They have the highest quality premium macadamias in a range of bars, nuts, and now they have purified oil as well, which I am obsessed with. So macadamia oil has more beneficial effects to overall human health than olive oil or coconut oil. So those omega-7s that I mentioned before have been linked to natural collagen production, increased skin elasticity, anti-inflammatory properties, and fat loss. It also has a high smoke temperature. So this is what I roast all of my vegetables in. It reduces the risk of free radicals, which cause aging that most other oils create when heated during cooking. It's also great if you are just doing like a salad dressing. It's really 
versatile and the buttery taste is so delicious. So House of Macadamia products don't ever go on sale, but they are very generously giving my listeners a code to get 20% off all purchases and an exclusive offer just for you. So for a limited time, all first orders will receive a cold pressed extra virgin macadamia oil that's truly one of a kind valued at $20, totally complimentary when you use the code blonde at checkout. Visit houseofmacadamias.com slash blonde to begin indulging in health. Again, that's houseofmacadamias.com slash blonde. Let's talk Gwyneth. We were talking about reviving careers a little bit. I think this trial was the best thing that happened to her. Oh, my God. I love <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow. She's my new spiritual guru, by the way. Well, you and I think you and Gwyneth are kind of similar in some ways because well, I feel you. like you guys just... You guys are just honest about what you're into. Like, mm-hmm. you're very honest about, like, your surgery and different wellness things that you're trying and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she's always been like that. And people hate her because she's not ashamed of her privilege. Yeah, Like, and she never has been. Like, people have been trying to tear down Goop since it started. Yeah. Like, people have been coming for Goop and, like, you know, how can you charge, like, $3,000 for, like, a vagina egg, a crystal <laughs> vagina egg? And it's like... Okay, well, people want to buy it. It's not for you. Like, it is for, like, rich people that just buy shit. You know what I mean? Like, not everything (laughs) is for you, okay? Like, she is marketing to a specific demographic. Mm -hmm. If I was that rich, I would be trying out every single wellness trend, too. It's fun. Like, health and wellness is fun. (laughs) Like, she's not embarrassed or ashamed to be, you know skinny, white, privileged, successful. She doesn't give a fuck. And you could see that in the trial. And it was so good. And I think now, because I feel like a lot of people have come on her side now. Yeah. And I've always been Team Gwyneth, but I feel like people watched the trial and then they could see that this was like a cash grab, like ambulance chaser Mm -hmm. kind of like bullshit thing to get money out of her. They saw how she stood her ground and you know, I lost half a day of skiing and they're like, okay, like she's kind of, I mean, I'm glad because I'm now people are getting it. And I'm like, yes, this is why I've always loved her. Yes. I am with you as well. Like, I think she just is one of those people who knows that she's not for everybody and she's not trying to be for everybody, you know, like she's so self-aware and she's kind of self-deprecating about it too, which I appreciate. And I think from like a wellness standpoint, because I hear feedback from people who follow me and who listen to my show and who have an issue with her. You know, a lot of it was around kind of like the pseudoscience on on Goop and all of that. But it's also like it's a it's a health and wellness site. It's not a medical site, you know. And like, yeah, I, I just agree with you. Like and I, I think that that video that went viral recently of her what she eats in a day or something. I saw you did a post on that too. And I was like, I am so with you. Like the fact that people are so upset about this is like beyond me. It's so fucking Karen. Like mind your goddamn business. If she wants to eat like bone broth and stuff, like you don't have to like you don't have to follow her diet. And Mm -hmm. I just feel like it's such selective outrage over it. I mean, people do unhealthy things all the time. People smoke, people drink alcohol, people eat Mm -hmm. McDonald's. Like if her unhealthy thing is like pseudoscience wellness, okay, good for her. Like Mm -hmm. mind your fucking business. Like (laughs) One thing Heather actually said that was funny, not just quote her the whole time, but she was like, 
I just feel like at at what point are you like rid of all your toxins? Like if you're not, <laughs> if you still have toxins, like maybe like I'm not buying what you're selling. At this I know. Point. <laughs> but what else is she going to do? I mean, she's not acting anymore, yeah. which she's actually a really good actress. She probably should. Yeah. Like She's actually talented. You know, <laughs> Perfect Murder was one of my favorite oh. like rainy day movies. So, so good. good. She had some re- great expectations, was great. Like yeah, some of those old kind of cheesy sliding doors. Royal Ten. The other one, Hush. Oh, yeah. Hush. Murdery one. Yeah. So good. <laughs> Jessica Lang, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She had some amazing ones. But I thought her performance in this trial was amazing, too. My girlfriend and I were actually watching it. We were in Florida. <laughs> and like just she was just so condescending. Like it was just so funny. We're like, we need to embody this. Like whenever we're dealing with somebody who's really you've difficult. Just gotta, you've just got to own it. Like just be mm-hmm. who you are. I think more people need to be authentic and not ashamed of it, whatever it is. Like, you know, people might hate you, but just mm-hmm. be you. And she's mm-hmm. just very unapologetically herself, which mm-hmm. I think now people are getting. Yeah, totally. Okay. A lot of people asked about the Kardashians. They feel like they're in their flop era. So how are they doing over in Australia right now? Do people give a shit? People do have some Kardashian fatigue, but I feel like it's just kind of like an annoying like bandwagon ticked. Like now it's become trendy to hate on the Kardashians, mm-hmm. but they are, they're so famous and established at this point that it's like, okay, they're in a flop era. Like they're going to have a comeback mm-hmm. with something and people are trying to act like they're over now. Mm-hmm. I just think it's Wishful super annoying. Thinking. Yeah, <laughs> I think they're great. Like I don't have, I mean, I don't even follow them. I don't watch their show, but I like Kim. I think, I think Kim's a great celebrity. I love all the different like little projects she does. I think Skims is cool. I like the clothes. Mm-hmm. I like her like legal stuff that she was doing the criminal justice reform and everything. I think she's great. I enjoy Courtney as well. And what do you think about Courtney and Travis? I don't really have an opinion on them, but I I root for people that are in love. So, I mean, I like The Bachelor and I'm like, I'll watch The Bachelor and I'm not like, oh my God, they're going to break up. I'm like rooting for the couples, <laughs> you know, like I just enjoy people that are in love. Like I don't have a problem with, I think Machine Gun, Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, I think Last Reports is like they're over. But when mm-hmm. they were doing their whole thing, like making out on the red carpets and drinking each other's blood or whatever, I'm like, good mm-hmm. for them. It looks fun. Like yeah. they're going to look back when, you know, they're like 70 and think, wow, I had this like red hot romance in, you know, my mid 30s. And we had like the best, craziest sex ever. And it was such a whirlwind, just sort of how like Pam looks back at her time with Tommy. Yes. So I think people get jealous. I think people. I think people are such fucking Karens. And <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I think that's where so much of this stems from, whether they're aware of it or not. I think all of the hate, whether it's directed at the Kardashians or Gwyneth or me or like anybody who's putting themselves out there, it it definitely comes from a place of like insecurity. A hundred percent. I mean, the thing is, is as well, there's so much like content. There's so many podcasts there's so many like people you can follow, you know, if you hate Gwyneth or whatever that much, just like mute the word Gwyneth on Twitter and yes. she'll disappear. Like, you know, then, it's not that hard. But then they wouldn't get the outrage yeah. fix. I know. They wouldn't have anything getting. to rant about on Reddit. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What about Kylie and Timothy Chalamet? That was one that was kind of broken on Dumois. So I think people aren't sure like the validity of it, but then they were getting a lot of confirmed reports mm. from, you know, crowdsourced gossip. Yeah. I think that's really good for Kylie because, like you said, they are kind of in their flop era. And <laughs> for her to be, 
with like an established kind of respected actor, I think will be really good for her profile. And I think it will legitimize her a little bit, like not to the extent that Kanye legitimized Kim, but it will give her a little bit more credibility. So I think it would be good for her. I don't know if it's good for Timothy because it's just like, it almost makes him look kind of unserious and Mm -hmm. actors are supposed to look like we're above that. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure there are plenty of actors that are like, fucking these Instagram models and stuff, but you'd never know about it because they would never put it out there because of their image. So, yeah. And I wonder if, like, I wonder if, like, the Kardashian camp, like, have leaked this. Maybe it was Kris Jenner tipping off Dumois because it's a good look for Kylie for sure. Yeah. I would not be surprised, actually, because she seems to be the best media manipulator (laughs) that there is. (laughs) out there. Yeah, I mean, she's amazing. Yeah. Do you guys get tips from Chris Jenner? <laughs> <laughs> not that I know of. If we did, I couldn't say, but honestly, not that I know of. Uh-huh. Like, we get more tips from, like, normies because, like, for example, in Australia, our biggest reality show is Married at First Sight. Uh-huh. And it's like a blockbuster in Australia. And it's totally different to the American version because the marriages aren't legal, it's kind of like Melrose Place. Like they just get a bunch of people in fake marriages, put them in an apartment block, and then everyone like cheats on each other and has affairs and stuff. It's really scandalous. And whenever like someone will get on that show, people that know them will like hit up like the Daily Mail tips of like, oh, he has a coke problem or he I don't know, ghosted my friend, just like stuff like that. Again, I feel like that's kind of a bit jealous. Like even if it's true, even if I saw someone that I didn't like get on a TV show, I can't imagine kind of like riding in and being like, they're a terrible person. I'm just like, whatever. Like, yeah. It is what it is. I mean, everyone in fucking media is terrible. <laughs> do you think there's such thing as bad publicity? Yeah, I do. But it depends what your lane is because some people make bad publicity work for them. Like some people that you cancel, that just makes them bigger because then it gives them something. New. Like the Dylan Mulvaney thing is a good example because the conservatives are coming after Dylan Mulvaney and, you know, with the outrage over Bud Light and stuff like that. But that's just making Dylan Mulvaney like way bigger. So even the every Daily Mail story and Bud Light's, sorry, Daily Mail and like New York Post story about Dylan is negative. It's just increasing their profile even more. So it really depends, like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. on the person. Do you think people are cancelable anymore? Not as much as they were. Like 2020 was like peak canceling. Girl, that was <laughs> crazy. I mean, I wish people would reflect on that a little bit more yeah. of how just it was like mass hysteria. Like it was wild. Like for everything, it was like, who's going to like get canceled? Like first it was like you're getting canceled over like Me Too stuff. Then it was BLM stuff. Then it was like COVID stuff. Like it was like every sort of thing. And it was just like, bam, bam, bam. Someone would go down and... I think what happened is we came out of that and even people who would be like very progressive or, you know, like woke, whatever, I think even they realized like this like wasn't fun. Like (laughs) this is like not nice to live like this (laughs) of like thinking, am I going to have my like whole life and career ruined? But I also get annoyed at people now trying to act like cancel culture didn't exist. They're like, you know, they'll say it about, well, Louis C.K. just played Madison Square Garden. He wasn't canceled. I'm like, well, no, he wasn't 
murdered forever but it's Mm -hmm. like he did lose like all of these job opportunities he hasn't been like picked up by a major network again he had like a movie shelved like he would have lost like millions and millions of dollars in like revenue and stuff so people love to pretend like cancel culture doesn't exist because you know the person wasn't eradicated from the face of the earth you know (laughs) it's like it feels like gaslighting it's like no people get canceled like half those Vanderpump Rules people like lost their jobs and they were like the stars of the show and you know, but and of course, fast forward now, the viewers are like, we want them back because it's like the same viewers that will cancel them. Like that happened with the Housewives of New York. They were like, oh, my God, cancel Ramona Singer. She's so problematic. Like we can't watch her anymore. And then they fired Ramona Singer and everyone's like, bring back Ramona Singer. And then they had to like, they basically literally canceled the Housewives of New York. And they try to get this like reboot going. And I've heard that it's been really boring. Mm-hmm. And now they're doing this like Real Housewives, like, OG girls trip thing because they just realized it was, like, a big mistake to cancel the show. So, you know. I sat on a flight next to Ramona Singer from Palm Beach to New York (laughs) a couple years ago. There wasn't, there's not a whole lot to spill, unfortunately, but it was actually funny because I was in Florida to get a lip lift. So I had gotten surgery (laughs) and not, like, a major procedure, but I had to wear a mask. And Uh this is, like, pre-COVID. It was actually, yeah, January 2020. And I was sitting there ready to take off. I was like, thank God there's nobody next to me. And then like last second, somebody comes like barreling down (laughs) the the aisle. I think she had hard boiled eggs that she's (laughs) stepping over me and the eggs are dropping on my lap and she's all flustered. I mean, exactly what you would picture. But we ended up talking like the entire flight and talking about the lip lift and like oh. surgery and she had just gotten her teeth done and she was telling me about her teeth and I she looks amazing in person I have to say I don't know how old she is now like she's like 60 or something no, over 60 she, her skin yeah. was amazing she looked amazing she's beautiful she's just like a she's exactly what you would think she, she's exactly how she is on the show that's what people kind of like don't seem to get i'm like yes she's like kind of like a hot mess and crazy and you know problematic whatever but like that's why she's good tv yeah. you know what i mean like you kind of have to take some of that you have to take some of that bad behavior because i'm like that's why they're good on these shows so right. if you just want like perfect spotless people that have never done anything wrong like good luck being entertained because yeah. it's only the most boring show ever <laughs> people have asked me like would you ever go on housewives and i'm like they would never want me because i am the most boring i'm sober like <laughs> i mean who's sober on that show that's like i mean luann was sober yeah quote unquote maybe maybe not and then leah yeah, she's yeah, sober. Leah, but like, the sober people crazy. aren't. Oh, she is. No, she is. Yeah, okay. people hate her. She's like, I love <laughs> Leah. Like, shout out Leah. Uh-huh. But um, a lot of people don't. But I mean, you would be good on that show. You're honest. I feel like I am so non-confrontational. I have well, no drama. <laughs> you think you think that, but maybe in that then environment, you get set up and you don't realize that you realize the other women on the show have set you up I'd or be something. Popping or, off. Yeah, you've said something, then you like right. you need to defend yourself, then you defend yourself, and then they take that comment that you, you know what I mean? Like it takes <laughs> yeah. you a few yeah. So. I could see how that could happen actually, because the only thing that like really bothers me is when people say things about me that aren't true. That mm-hmm. bothers me. And so if that was like set up by producers and I was put in an environment where somebody said something and then I felt like I had to defend myself or yeah. clear up the truth, like that would get me well, fired up. Would you feel like, would you feel pressure to be on good behavior because of Chuck? Would you be worried? Like, I don't want to do it. Would never, it would never happen because of him. Because he's <laughs> so private. So 
And he'd just be like, that happens a lot where the husbands are like, <laughs> yeah. oh, hell no, because their wives want to do it. <laughs> yeah. And then they end up getting divorced, mm. like so many of them. Yeah. So, yeah, that would never happen for that reason alone. But if it did happen, yes, I would have to be very... <laughs> On your best behavior. Censored about, yeah, like everything. Well, like, you're not getting just, cast now if that's what you, you know, <laughs> you're going to be like. Damn it. <laughs> unless I unless I do that scandal. Yeah, well, if you and, if you and Chuck split again, <laughs> yeah. I can see get on Housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's your exit Maybe strategy. Maybe that's my PR move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to hear about what other stories you're into, but you talk about them on your podcast. So where can everybody find you and listen to you and all of that. Oh, thanks for giving my pod a plug. Love it. It's called Unpopular with Jacques Peterson. It's on every single, you know, streaming platform. And yeah, it's just different things. Me like ranting about stuff. Sometimes I do deep dives into TV shows. It's very like all over the place, but it's just kind of like what I want to do because like, I mean, working at Daily Mail, obviously there's like certain things you have to follow. Sometimes I've got to cover things that, you know, I'm not so much interested in. You know, like I said, a lot of the mainstream stuff I actually don't care that much about. So I feel like being like a creative person, you kind of need like that outlet to just do what you kind of like want to do. So mm-hmm. that's where I do all that. You have a great <laughs> voice for podcasting oh, too. thank so. you. Well, it's just the <laughs> accent. I feel like in probably Australia, my voice is like annoying and then hear people like, I love your accent. <laughs> you have like a good, you have a good tone and like it's very... I don't know. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you liked it, and if you like the show in general, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe. It goes a long way. And it's actually the best way to support the show. Also, if you want to see more about each episode, you can head over to the Blonde Files podcast on Instagram. You can go to ariellaurie.com. And I'm always posting about each episode over on my personal page at ariellaurie. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.